What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, I sat down with a top-selling real estate agent who then went on to create Listing Labs, a program that helps real estate agents start out, get to six figures, or helps take six-figure agents to seven figures of net profit. She just came out with a brand new book, More Money, Less Hustle. Welcome to the show, Jess Lonaville. Welcome to the show today, Jess. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on the show today. I know we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Your book just came out recently. Uh, before yeah. we dive into that and what's going on with the market, uh, why don't you give our listeners and viewers out there a little sense of who you are and what yeah. you are up to these days? Absolutely. So um, I am Jess, and I I kind of grew up in the business. I've I, I joke around that. My mom got her license when I was in kindergarten, and so did I. Um, I actually got my license and started selling real estate when I was 21. Uh, I sold for 14 years, built a multi-seven-figure lean team, uh, and then several years ago got out of producing and started The Listings Lab, which is our company that helps agents scale to seven figures. And May 17th, so not even a month ago, I uh, my book launched. It is called More Money, Less Hustle, Becoming the Seven-Figure Real Estate Agent. I actually just got my physical copy today because I live in the Bahamas and everything here takes forever to get here. So um, I have my, I've put my hands on it for the first time today. So it's kind of exciting. Um, and yeah, I mean, the book's been doing really well. It's number one in Canada and the US and um people seem to be loving it which i'm super grateful for because you never really know <laughs> well congrats uh to you certainly uh let's jump into the book a little more money less hustle yeah. seven figure agent uh, what does it mean to be a seven figure agent your definition of that yeah so the way that i always look at it is that you are earning seven figures uh, of profit so I think that the way that I've always looked at it is so many people think that seven figures is such this big, crazy goal, and it really doesn't have to be. Seven figures, and the reason why I push the idea of seven figures is because that's the level that I believe that most agents truly get that trifecta of why they got into the business in the first place, which was unlimited income potential, uh, unlimited freedom, so freedom to set your own schedule, freedom to you know really feel like you have control over your time and being able to help a lot of people. So there's a reason why I kind of push that seven figure concept, which I think for some people feels really overwhelming, but it really doesn't have to be. Um, I talk to agents every day who are like, oh, I just, I wanna make 250 or 300,000 a year. And in my opinion, that's actually the most painful place to be in your business mm. because you are quote unquote successful. You're doing well, but you're also likely wearing all of the hats in your business still. And you, you are the bottleneck of your business. Your business likely won't grow a tremendous amount past that without some sort of team or some sort of leverage. And a lot of the time what happens is you, you don't have any concept of that time freedom, schedule freedom piece that was such a huge part of why you got into the business in the first place. 
Yeah, I think the 250 level is really hard if you're a solo agent. Uh, yeah. Less so if you're a member of a team, but as a solo agent, you've got to do everything. You're also in a, a pretty bad tax bracket because the rate yeah. the rate starts to go up. <laughs> but you don't have enough. You probably don't have enough assets to do some of the stuff that people making more money do to, to help with yep. the rate. So, I, and you probably don't have time to figure that all out. So I, I do think it's a tough spot to be in, but it's it's one that a lot of people seem comfortable in. Like they they exactly. maybe. Have, have their breakout year in real estate, make that big jump up, they get to 250, and then five, 10 years later, they're still there. Why do you think so many people get stuck there? I think because there's a lot of people who get into real estate who are good at selling real estate, but aren't necessarily really great at running a business. And I think getting to that mm. level requires a, a, a complete business model shift that I think people get overwhelmed with. The idea of going from a single agent, you know, doing everything yourself, being able to not have to worry or rely on anyone else to actually building something that is actually unlimitedly scalable, it can be really daunting for a lot of people. Hmm. What do you think the key, like the first step, someone who's listening to this show or maybe reading your book, uh, what's the first thing they need to do if they're at that 250 level? to get on that path to seven figures? Uh, I usually start with, a, a, we call it an energy audit. So we look at everything mm -hmm. that is on that person's schedule. Like, what are you doing? What are you actually spending your time on? And then really look at, you know, categorizing everything that's in there. What are you not good at? What do you not like doing? And also what are the lowest value items that are on that list? and start removing those things. And Tim Ferriss has taught this forever, eliminate, automate, and then outsource. I think so many agents, they, they outsource first, which is such a big mistake, not only from a time standpoint, but also from a money standpoint. Why would you pay someone $20 an hour or you know, 30 to $50,000 a year to do a repetitive task that a piece of software can do for 500 bucks a year? It's just super inefficient, mm. but it's the way that things have always been taught because a lot of the trainings on how to scale a business or how to scale a real estate business in particular are from like the 80s and the 90s. So what we want to do is we want to look at the most efficient ways to reduce the number of hours that this person is spending on work things or and or replace that with higher leverage activities. So. You know, I hear all the time, well, why would I pay someone $30 to do this thing when I can do it? Well, the answer to that question is you pay someone $30 to do this thing and then you spend that hour on a $1,000 an hour task. A lot of the time I can look at someone's schedule and I can value out everything that they're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis and I can tell them how much money they're making. So when hmm. we're actually able to re remove all of the low value tasks, either replace them with higher value tasks or re replace them with free time and add in more leverage in terms of automation and more like, you know, and, and I don't, I don't teach a, like great big teams. I don't really love, I don't really like them. I don't think they're great for the consumer, but having a small, lean, highly productive team is probably one of the best gifts you can give yourself <laughs> because your life will be just so much easier, so much fuller, and it'll be a lot more fun. You'll enjoy the business. I, I don't know very many people 
who will say, I was put on this earth and my life's purpose is to sell real estate. Real estate is, is a vehicle for other things. And if you're spending, you know, all of your time and all of your energy and, you know, on, on just selling real estate and, and, and this one thing, you don't create that space or that time or that freedom to actually pursue what it is that is really going to light your, light you up. Hey, hold that thought. Do you want to get a hundred tips for free from my best selling real estate book, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent. If you do go to hyperfasttips.com and you can download a hundred of my best tips today. Again, that's hyperfasttips.com. You can download a hundred tips on how to grow your business, get more clients, deliver more value to more people. Go to hyperfasttips.com. What do you think is the key, uh, or, 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 the, or, or what do you think are the key things for most real estate agents at that level to eliminate and automate? Um, let's, let's kind of dive into those two pillars. Mm -hmm. uh, what are, what are the, what are like the 10 most common things to either eliminate or automate and how do they do it? Well, um, so it, it depends. It depends on the person. It depends on what their business looks like. Um, eliminate, there's a lot of redundancy in real estate businesses. So, you know, like contract to close stuff. There's a lot of automation that could be put into that. Um, you know, lead generation, nurturing, stranger to client, psychological journeys. A lot of that can be automated. Um, even just something as simple sometimes as then the amount of time that agents spend in their email absolutely shocking when you actually do like a full deep dive audit um you, you can you can even just with templates just some some sops and some templates that are saved you can go you can probably remove an hour to an hour and a half of of a day of time in in your email because so often there's just so much inefficiency but we're just so used to doing the same things the way that we've always done them that we don't realize how much time we're actually wasting and how much more efficient things can actually be. There's almost nothing in the business that can't be somewhat automated. So even when we're looking at dealing with a client or working with a client, it's the systematization of what, we're, what, what you do for your clients. Are you working with an upsizing buyer? Then this is exactly step by step by step by step, exactly what the process is gonna look like. It's repeatable, it's predictable, there's no flying by the seat of your pants. If someone else on your team gets hired and they take over that process, it's again, repeatable and it's predictable. And then we break that process down and say, okay, which pieces of this need to be done by a human? And then which pieces of, the, pieces of, the, of this whole process can be done with tech? And it reduces even the amount of time that your team, even later down the road, is spending on unnecessary manual tasks that don't need to be manual. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I agree with you. I think this is an area that a lot of agents, um, don't, don't do. And, and you, you know, you do this energy audit, you figure out what you can eliminate, you figure out what you can automate. Uh, what are the things that you're going to have to outsource and, mm -hmm. and then kind of piggybacking on that? When do you think, the typical agent, when should they make that first hire? So it really depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are, right? Like some people are going to be a lot more, you know, a lot stronger in like visionary type things. 
totally depends on the person, right? So we have certain team, team leaders that should be visionaries. We have also certain team leaders that should be ops managers. They're completely different, like almost opposites. Hmm. But it depends on that, on that person's strengths. I think that there should never be this cookie cutter idea of this is how you scale a real estate team. Um, there are people who are doing all kinds of different things for different reasons. Like we have our, in our seven figure agent program, we have people who are like, Hey, I'm coming in. I want to sell in three years. Help me get the highest valuation for my, for my team or my like mi little mini company so that I can cash out the most in the next three years. Then we have other people who are like, I want to path out of production so that I can continue to run and manage this team. But I have you know, 75% of my time back to focus in on this other thing that I'm obsessed with. So the actual building of that end result is very different for both, for both of those things. So it's really one of the key things is understanding what do you actually want so that you can reverse engineer back from that. I think there's too many agents out there that are sort of flying by the seat of their pants and you know, they're, they're so ingrained in, inside their business that they're not spending any time actually working on the business and they're kind of directionless. And every single decision that you make, every step that you, that you take has to be in the direction of the vision that you're trying to achieve. Otherwise, everything becomes a shiny object because there's actually no direction. What, uh, what, what path did you take on building out your team? Like, did you, did you get to the path where you're, you still own it, and, but you're, you're kind of removed. I just, just ask cause of your, your location and yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I'm a really big believer in not competing with the people that I'm helping. So mm -hmm. when I, you know, when I, when I decided just to stop selling or to kind of like completely get out of well, I guess to completely pivot into like helping agents scale, I actually completely left the business. I've only been in the Bahamas for five months. And this, this I mean, the, the listings lab is many years old. So I stopped selling completely probably at 2017. But, um, but I didn't keep my team on. My team still exists. There is someone else that has it and runs it and um, but myself I completely stopped being involved in it both financially and like personally um, because I just didn't think that it was right to be competing with the people that I was trying to help so did did you end up just walking away from the team yeah. or yeah. sold it to someone else or how did well the to be honest the original the original deal yeah. was that you know based on the current you know, form of the business that I would get a referral or, or a certain percentage for everything that happened. It never happened. Um, and for me, it was just, it, it, it was easier too, because it's in a country I don't live in anymore. So because of right. that, I, I, I actually can't continue to earn money in that country unless I want to go back to paying taxes there. So it ended up working out well for me. Was it managed in the perfect way? And would I have done things a little bit differently? Probably. Yes. So you, you were able to start up listing labs, yep. uh, move, move away, um, to an awesome place, by the way. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, what, what was it like starting up listing labs and, and, and how is that structured now? And how is that helping real estate agents? 
Yeah, so uh, the way that the, the company is structured is that we have three main key programs and then we do retreats and stuff like that as well. But our main three programs are the Accelerated Agent that works with agents who are under six figures. And that really focuses in on marketing, messaging, but everything is organic. So the idea behind that program is not, let's throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall with a whole bunch of money that you probably don't have yet. It really focuses in on, let's get you to a solid six figures using organic marketing. And then we have the Listings Lab. The Listings Lab is probably our most popular program. Um, it's the one that we're the most known for, and it's the marketing foundations to seven figures. So how to get someone from stranger to client and become an inbound, an inbound client or an inbound conversation um, that actually creates real scalability in order as like essentially the foundation to a seven figure business. And then we have our seven figure agent program, which is everything else. It's mindset, systems, you know, hot team and hiring, um, everything else that you need in order to have that seven figure business with freedom. Um, it really is, it's a smaller program because it's a lot more hands-on. It's really about kind of customizing a plan of action and implementation of that plan to get you to whatever that end result is that you want. I think that way too many agents end up five years down the road with a business that they never wanted because they didn't actually figure out what it was that they wanted in the beginning. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now. And we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. What are you currently teaching your agents, uh, you know, right, right now, summer 2022, for those yeah. of you listening or, or watching, uh, what are you teaching them in regards to how to prepare for whatever changes uh, you know you may or may not think are coming to the real estate market, um, I think that the the everything that we teach will create sustainability. Um, I don't. I think that the and I've been I've been talking about this for a couple of years that I, I expected a market shift. I'm actually I'm I'm glad it's happening. I know that there's a lot of agents out there that aren't. I'm glad it's happening because I do think that it will reduce the number of agents who probably shouldn't be in the business. People who aren't running real businesses, who aren't, um, you know, maybe full-time, who aren't really truly focused on this as like, like, a, like a serious business owner. Um, I do believe that there will be a shift in terms of the number of agents getting into the market, but also the number of agents that are, that are actively licensed. And it'll, you know, we maybe in the past, we've been more of like an 80-20 rule in terms of like, like, you know, 80% of the business goes to 20% of the agents. I think we're shifting around to more of like a 95-5. Mm. I think that, you know, the people who truly stand out, not only with their marketing, but also in terms of the scalability of their business, the, the quality of the service that they're providing their clients, those people will thrive, which is in any industry what, what we want, especially in an industry that doesn't always have the best reputation with the general public. I think that it's a, it's it's an opportunity rather than 
something that we need to look at as, as a negative. What do you think the shift will look like? Do you think it's something that will happen everywhere? Will it be uh, depending on the region? Are we looking at huge price declines or is it more of transaction, you know, just the transaction volume going down, which we've, we've definitely seen transaction volume yeah. go down. I mean, I think that it'll be in pockets. I think that there's certain areas mm-hmm. that we're still seeing are absolutely crazy that aren't feeling the shift at all. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone earlier today about the, the, like the transition from California to Texas and to Tennessee and to, you know, I think that there's, there's a lot of things happening in the world that are also driving some of this transientness. I think there's a lot of people moving to Florida. Um, so there are certain markets that I do think will remain relatively strong, especially because there's such an influx of people coming in. I think it depends on where you are. I think immigration is going to have a really big immigration or, you know, the transientness that I was just talking about is going to have a really big impact on the market. Um, But I do think we're going to find a balance. I don't I think that just like with any correction, you know, this is it's not 2008. Nothing leading up to now looks like it looks like 2008 did. I don't think that we're going to have a full crash, but I'm also not an economist. So I think that the what we're experiencing now is just like a readjustment and everything's going to be fine. The people who, you know, in, 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 people buy and sell real estate, whether interest rates are 2% or they're 18%. But I think that focusing in on, you know, why people are moving, understanding why they're moving and being able to provide a really great service, you will have, you know, the longevity of your, in your business that other people don't. And the way that you business plan, you know, your primary business should probably only be 30% of your overall wealth plan anyway. So, you know, if, if you're properly financial, what are, what are the other components of a wealth plan? I mean, yeah. it, it, so de- if, if 30, it depends if on 30% is the business. Uh, what, yeah. Well, what, what do you recommend? <laughs> I mean, I, the way that I would set myself up personally would be like 30% equities, 30% actual physical real estate, 30% primary business and 10% play. So 10% that you okay. can that you can risk. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all entrepreneurs and we want to be as responsible as possible, but there is an element of risk that got us into business in the first place that we like. So I like to keep 10% of play that if I angel invest into a business that, you know, any business that you angel invest in has about a one in 67 chance of actually like returning that money. Um, so being able, having that 10% that, you know, could be your big winner, but also, you know, that you're okay with losing. What, uh, what about the real estate component? Let's talk about that. You said 30% mm-hmm. in that. Um, what, what types of real estate do you like? I like residential real estate and I like buy and hold. Um, I'm not a lover of flipping. I also come from a market that you can't flip anymore. There's just the margins aren't there. So, you know, I, I really like the idea of, you know, appreciation being a small component of it, but having someone else pay down that mortgage over time and, you know, accumulating that wealth over long periods, even if the prices do drop a little bit, if you hold for 15 years, who cares? Right. Yeah, I, I agree. If you, if you have cash flowing real estate, um, you're, you're going to sleep a lot better at night, yeah. no matter what the market does. <laughs> doesn't matter what the market's doing. You're fine. Well, uh, 
I, I, you know, I love everything you said about eliminating, automating, outsourcing, the energy audits, uh, overall wealth strategy. I always like to wrap up with a hyper fast round if you're ready for some rapid fire Q&A. Absolutely. Here. All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent? Uh, results take time. Not uh, sorry. Results take take results. Don't take time. They take courage. What's the biggest mistake you see successful real estate agents making? Micromanagement. What's one thing that a lot of agents don't do that you wish they all did? Understood human psychology in their marketing. I think it makes the rest of the industry look really bad. If you had to start all over as a real estate agent, and you couldn't take any of your money with you, any of your connections or your reputation. You could only take what you've learned from selling and helping others sell. Uh, what's the first thing that you would do? I would build an audience on social media. All right. When you're not working on your business, what would we most likely find you doing? Playing in the ocean. Snorkeling. Oh. All right, last one. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Mm, probably living on a boat. Um, traveling around. Home base probably still in the Bahamas, but um, spending a couple months a year, maybe in the Mediterranean on a boat. Um, Business-wise, probably just doing what I'm doing now on a larger scale. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show today, Jess. Uh, the book uh, was called More Money, Less Hustle, correct? Yep. More Money, Less Hustle. And where, Becoming and where a seven-figure real estate agent. Where can people get a copy? Uh, Amazon. So you can just type in More Money, Less Hustle or my name, Jess Lunavel, and it'll come up both Amazon.com and Amazon.ca. All right. And if people want to connect with you on social or check out your programs, what are the best ways for them to do that? I think the number one thing would be Facebook group. So my Facebook group is called the Listings Lab Method for Real Estate Agents. There's about 26,000 agents in there. Uh, there's free trainings. There's like value every single day. So it's usually a really good place to start. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today to all of our listeners and viewers. Make sure you check out the book, More Money, Less Hustle, and tell other people about this podcast. Leave us your feedback. We love it all. We'll see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and go to hyperfastagent.com to learn about upcoming in-person and online events. And don't forget to share this show with someone that you think could benefit from hearing it and make sure you subscribe on YouTube or anywhere that you can find podcasts. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that video, and if you wanna see more, click right here. And if you want 100 real estate tips from my best-selling book, click right here to download them instantly. And if you're new to this channel, click below to subscribe